All right. This is a podcast being recorded through my phone. Normally, I would use my microphone and my computer, but I'm too lazy to. Too lazy to. Um, so normally, what I would do is that I would um, get my computer, move it to a more of a soundproof room, and then start recording. But I was too lazy to do that today. So, welcome to the podcast. My name is Wilfredo, and this is it. This is what I'm doing now. Anyways, um, we're going to talk about uh, drumline. Man, I really do miss drumming. Obviously, I'm still drumming. Like, I practice two rudiments every day, whether it be like the easiest thing or the hardest thing. But that's what I'm doing. But one one thing I do miss is performing. Now, sorry. Now a lot of people, you know, don't really know about drumline or the indoor, the the indoor marching arts. I guess it's called. It's called WGI, and nobody's ever heard of it. Well, not a lot. Well, plenty of people have heard of it, but not a lot of people from that don't do marching arts or WGI know about it. So, I I do miss performing, and I obviously do miss playing. But when I first started drumming, you know, in a marching band, it was it was definitely an amazing experience you know at first i thought wow like marching band has no drama but it does i just wasn't involved with it till later it was like past the season when i got anyways but i do miss performing i said that like a thousand times but when i first started marching i had no clue what i was doing i didn't know how to read music i didn't know how to march I didn't know how um, an eighth note was interpreted for the, like, when I first started playing. I couldn't keep time with my feet and my hands for a good while. And then I finally got the hang of it. And I'm glad, I'm thankful for the people that I had around me to teach me how to drum, I guess. (laughs) So drumline is just super fun. I've um, I've created a family in my first one, and I've created a well, a family has been created in my first one, and a family has been created in in the second line I marched, and it's honestly been such a great experience in both both uh, drum lines. My first one was definitely definitely super super great. You know they would help you out with anything if you had trouble like even if it wasn't based on drumming like if you had any trouble they're they're down to help you and even in the second line that i that i was in you know they do the same and you know obviously completely different people and i'm super blessed to be a part of part of a drum line so my first show that i ever did marching marching band wise was called um collateral beauty 
it was a really, really powerful show. It I it could have gone so far if we did a little bit better. Not saying we did horrible, but sorry, I had to close the vent. Not saying we did horrible, but I am saying we could have done a little bit better. And we definitely would have been so much more successful. Sorry, I just woke up. So if this podcast is shorter than usual, then I don't know, it'll be shorter than usual. Uh, Collateral Beauty was a very powerful, powerful show to me. The reason being, you know, the first, the first part of it, it was like super. I don't want to say super simple, but it had simplicity in it. And then in the second half of the show, uh, it was the ballad part and it was super emotional. Shout out to Randy for playing that solo. It was phenomenal. Then the last part of the show was probably the best part of the show because it had like all of them together all of so it was time love and death and in the in the last part of the show time love and death were all together and i thought that was super cool as basic as it was i thought it was super cool to just you know hear that from a group of band students anyways so as soon as i i moved here to utah we had an amazing show called conquest Conquest was amazing. I loved Conquest so much. Great show. Um, also, another basic comp- concept. I hope I don't offend anyone with that, but you know, it's pretty much four kingdoms who wanted only like only one kingdom could have taken over, and I forgot who won. I th- I don't know if it was purple or red. I know one of. Yeah, I forgot who won. But anyways, it was such a good show. And, you know, we got second place a bunch of times. We got first place a couple of times. But still, like, such such a good show. (sighs) Excuse me. Such a good show to perform. And it was super fun. And that was the time where I was really into performing where I had all my facial expressions, and it was super intense. And so how how the 6A and the 3A and the, and the band concept works is it depends how big your school is. So if your school is, I think, like over 3,000 students, it's a 3A school. If it's a little bit less, no, if your student's, if the student has a little bit over 3,000 students, it's a 6A school. If the school has anything below it, it's a 4A, 3A, 2A, 1A. But you, you, you rarely see those because a lot of the schools are pretty, pretty big. They're definitely over 3,000 students over, you know. So... 
I guess it was based on school size and band size, because obviously a bunch of schools had over 3,000 students, but some of the bands would be like super, super small. So those bands will be put into 3A, not 6A. So we, Lone Peak was under uh, 6A. And we had, I'm pretty sure, over 80 students in the marching band program. And... Um, yeah, we, when we when we went to state finals, it was super interesting because we went against American Fork. And I did American Fork for a week. It was a great experience. I loved it. But I Lone Peak was closer, more affordable. And yeah, I, I had a great time at Lone Peak too. But we were going against a school who had over 100 people. And we had like... 80 people so it was a bit contradicting a lot of people thought it wasn't fair i also thought it wasn't fair but if that's the way the program's gonna go that's the way the program is gonna go it's kind of the same thing with sports i think i'm not gonna touch on sports because i don't know about it so when we went to states people say we technically got first place and I think we technically got first place also, because if we weren't in 6A, we we, we're, we were originally a 3A band. So if we weren't in 6A, we definitely would have gotten first place in 3A. But that didn't happen. But that's fine. And so after my marching season, which was great, we went to WGI. WGI stands for Winter Guard International. Now, I know some of you are going to be like, Winter Guard. What's Winter Guard? Winter Guard is Color Guard. Color Guard. What is that? So it's... um. I'm just going to dumb it down like insanely. So it's the people... And I hope I don't get this wrong. It's the people who spin the flags, spin the rifles, and spin the sabers for the show to have some, so, some sort of... Um, I guess it gives it gives it more of like detail to the show. You know, the band plays and the color guard gives the the rest. Like it gives the the details. I don't know. I, I forgot. I'm forgetting the word. The word right now. But like, let's say the band plays and the color guard has a big moment. Your eyes will be redirected to the color guard, and bada bing, bada boom. That's all that. I don't know. Like I said, I dumbed it down insanely. So Winter Guard International is pretty much um, color guard, but indoor. There's no band. There's no instruments playing. There's just flags, rifles, and sabers being spun. Um, the show has music. And through the music, the color guard expresses what that music is. It's a show. So they're obviously going to want the the show to make sense as they're just, you know, using flag, using rifle, using saber. They want it to make sense with just limited things that they have and obviously facial expressions and they dance. And it, it's a really it's really good stuff to, to watch because sometimes it's crazy. I feel like and I hope I don't sound weird while saying this, but I think I look at color guard shows as a form of poetry where it's like this show can mean many things as 
one person interprets it. You know, one person could think, wow, this show was about, um, um, the show, if the show is super intense, it could be, wow, this show was about, like, a war or something, or this show was about, you know, being emotionally trapped in your mind, you know, both could be super intenseful things. And Drumline and also Winds, which is like um, Woodwinds, um, Brass, uh, which is pretty much all that stuff, um, is under WGI. WGI is pretty much indoor marching. And for Drumline, for Drumline is super cool. So Drumline has front ensemble or pit and they play in the front so it's in a basketball court and you have a tarp over the court so you can perform you don't want to perform on top of a plain basketball court so you put a tarp over the basketball court and you perform it that way and so um so the pit or the front ensemble is in the front like of the of the court not the front front but like where the bleachers are that wider part i don't know what that's called the front ensemble was there the drum line is anywhere on the tarp and so we perform there if you have props you have props and you put your props where you have to where you have to put them excuse me and it pretty much gets really, really loud because with drumline, you have big drums and small drums that resonate extremely loud. And it's super interesting. I love drumline. I love drumline so much, especially especially the friends that I've made. Like, these are long-term friends right here that we're talking about. They're all amazing people, all super cool, you know. And I basically called, I basically call both of the drumlines that I've been in family, you know. And I'm super glad that I met these people. I'm super glad that these people are in my life. I'm super glad that these people are are good people too. So, yeah, that's all I got to say for drumline. This episode is gonna be really short because I still. You need to catch up with a lot of online stuff. So that's why I wanted to use this topic. Not that it's a short topic, but it, that it's it's a very easy topic to talk about too. Especially, I literally just woke up. Like, as soon as I started recording this, I woke up probably 10 minutes before. And I brushed my teeth. I did everything I had to do. And, uh, <sighs> excuse me. I did everything I had to do, and then I was like, I need to record a podcast. So I'm pretty much going to do a podcast all this week. I have, like, three days left. Again, I take weekends off, either if it's a podcast, a vlog, or music video, or anything like that. Uh, I take weekends off. And so I'm going to see which one gets more exposure, whether it be the podcast or the vlogs. I think the vlogs get more exposure because they're on Instagram TV. And a lot of people are like, oh, here's the, like, because when you advertise yourself on Instagram, you could just put your Instagram TV 
on a story and people are like, oh, look. And they press the Instagram TV, like, thing. And there, it's that easy. But with the podcast, it's like link in bio. And not a lot of people want to press on your profile and press the link in your bio. And then press the link. And so not a lot of people want to do that. But there definitely is more exposure on Instagram TV. So I might continue doing more of the vlogs than the podcast but i'm still gonna do the podcast so i'm gonna try and manage my time better i'm gonna try to do vlogs and podcasts so probably a vlog every day of the week and two podcasts um each month that's the way i'm gonna try and manage it because i think that's probably the most simpler simplest way um so yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. I think I I. It's just what's the problem with vlogging is that it gives me long hours, and I'm not complaining about it. I'm just saying like. It's super long hours, you know, vlogging, and then going to work, and then coming to, coming back from work, having to do homework. And then I see you know, it's like. Ten or eleven p.m., and <laughs> I gotta play some. GTA with the homies, play some PS4 with the homies, and then they get off around like, um, around like 12, they get off, and then I have to edit, and then I, then I see, you know, time passes by so quick when you're editing, it's like 2 or 3 in the morning, and then you have to export, and by the time you export, it's like 3.30 or 2.30, and then you have to upload, by the time you upload, it's like already 4 or 3 in the morning, <laughs> so... Vlogging just takes up a lot of time. And I'm not, again, I'm not complaining. I love doing it. I love doing these podcasts too. I wish these got more exposure. Not, I'd love for people to hear what I have to say. But that's fine. That was disgusting. Anyways, this has been the podcast. Um, I should probably not do it every day. But I'm committed on doing it every day of this week. So starting next week, the vlogs will come back. I'll have to get some content for sure. I need to figure out some content. So I'll spark up some ideas right now as soon as I'm done with this podcast. And I'll see what I can do next week. Anyways, this has been the podcast. Thank you for listening. And I'll see you guys or hear. You'll hear from me later. Okay, bye. That was a weird. Shoot. That was a weird bye. I'll see you guys later. Peace out.